Welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. I was delighted to have an interview today with Brittany Shirell. Brittany is a happiness coach. And um, you can find her at the intentionalmindset.com or brittanyshirell.com. Um, she's also also a special education teacher. And uh, she talks about some of the um, things that happened in her life that launched her into seeking happiness and really mastering um, the coaching technique and methods for helping people to elevate their lives and to have greater happiness in their lives. So I would love to share this episode with you and have you reach out to Brittany. She's also available on LinkedIn, social media, Brittany Shirell. And um, check the show notes for any links. And, um, and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and see how we can help you be more happy and create a strong, joyous life. Welcome, Brittany. I'm so happy to have you today on the Totally Well podcast. Thank you, Joyce. I'm really excited to be here. Really, really excited. Anytime I can talk with a happiness coach, I grab the grab the opportunity because everyone needs more happy. <laughs> right, right. You can never have too much of that. Well, you kind of need balance in life, but happiness is kind of one of those things that's the exception. Yeah. I, um, I'm curious to know, and I usually ask this of my guests, um, what got you into doing what you do? Like what, I know you do a couple different things now that you share your time, but what got you started in this whole business of coaching and writing and speaking, all the things that you love to do to help people? Choice is really based on what I live through. And so um, leading up to my 29th birthday, I went through this very dark period in my life. You know, I was very, um, I experienced a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I had um, a lot of sleepless nights, gained a lot of weight. Um, and I couldn't really understand why I was going through in the way that I was. Because for, on the outside, you know, most people thought I had it together. You know, I had a good job, mm-hmm. had a great um a great husband, loving husband, great family, you know, like all of the things that you think will bring you happiness. You know, I kind of had it, you know, not making a whole lot of money, but I was doing work that was meaningful. Um, But I still, something was missing and it was really just eating away at me. And I remember the moment it happened, like there was this great release and I'd always, um, I've been doing a lot of praying, you know, like asking God to forgive me because I was like, you know, I felt guilty. I have a good life. Like, why am I not just grateful for what I have? Hmm. And I remember praying about it and, you know, God revealed to me, I didn't need any more of his forgiveness. I needed self-forgiveness. And it's a term you hear a lot. It's a term a lot of times you think you're exercising, but the truth is 
we are, as people, we have so many layers to us. And so sometimes we just barely scrape the surface. And so what was happening was I was really going through this dark period because it was leading up to my 30th birthday. Although, you know, it was, I was just now about to go into my 29th birthday. You know, your 30th birthday is a milestone birthday. And so you, you, your whole life, you have like this list that you build. And it's like, by the time you turn 30 or by the time you turn this age or whatever, um, this, this, and this is going to be done. And I realized I had this laundry list that just, even if I started in that moment, it was not going to ever get done by the time I turned 30. And what I did in that moment was decided to forgive myself fully for those things. And, I, you know, I didn't even realize it was something I was carrying. Honestly, it wasn't like yeah. something at the forefront of my mind. It took me getting close to the age for it to actually start um, manifesting in a way that the symptoms, I, I just couldn't ignore it anymore. And so I forgave myself and I decided in that moment that I would be very intentional with every single moment, every single decision, every single person I allowed in my space. You know, I was going to be very intentional with my time, money, energy and resources to make sure that everything I did brought meaning into my life and moved me closer to the goals I had in life. And what I found was, some of those goals I had, I didn't even really want them. Yeah. Some of them I didn't want them anymore. You know, it was just a really, uh, a really good time for me to reflect and get to know who I was again and accept who that person was and accept full responsibility for being a good steward over whatever time I do have left on earth. Um, and so I got into coaching because I became the person I needed during that time. You know, I couldn't really talk to family because again, you know, people see the outside stuff, you know, and they don't get it. Mm -hmm. Like, What more could you want? You know, you need to, you kind of need, why are you not happy? You know? And I realized, you know, my friends didn't really understand and I felt really alone. It felt very much like a very lonely process. And so I, you know, once I found a way, I became committed to helping other women in that same space find their way because, you know, you hear about uh, midlife crisis, but it really happens for different people at different times, you know, and that was another reason I felt alone was because people always talk about the midlife crisis, but what happens when it happens earlier or later in life, you know, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't discriminate on age, you know, and I think that's a very common misconception. Yeah, I think there are different developmental stages. And I, I know now I'm 66 years old. And I, I, I feel like I just went through another bump, you know, where I had mm-hmm. to, I had to level up and figure out what, uh, what this transition for me is going to be like, because I'm going into retirement years, not retirement by my work, but by the years. And um, what do my next 10 years look like? And will I still live in this house or will I downsize and all those things? So it just, it's exactly what you say. It's another developmental stage and it starts at any age. I mean, you go from teens, right? And then into your twenties, same thing. 
Yeah. And it can really, really affect the way you show up and perform in life um, if you're not aware of it, you know. And so that's what I really, you know, a lot of times people just know that something is missing. A lot of times they know that they're just not happy. And what it is is, you know, sometimes we try to buy stuff to make us feel better or we try to just go somewhere to make us feel better but those are just temporary fixes and so a lot of times we are addressing the symptoms but we're not really addressing the root of the cause and so that is what that is the work that I do is helping people remove the band-aid and actually fully heal the wound so that they can you know fully experience life because there's a a big a free life on the other side of self-forgiveness and you know, exploring what fulfills you. That's amazing. It's, it's, I think often a problem, a bigger problem for somebody who's such a high performer and has such huge goals that you can, as you said, look like you're doing just fine to outside people. Like, what are you worried about? Um, And they can't see your vision and you knew it was there. So. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, that is, I'm glad you said high performing because that is something that really makes it a little more difficult for people because most high high performers, they feel a sense of guilt when they explore things to help self. You know, they are, you know, as, as high achievers, we are so committed to finding an answer we're so committed to fixing fixing a problem and sometimes it really takes us just taking a step back and allowing someone else to come in and help us you know help guide you through the process so the thing is you're still in control you know you have to do the work but when you are able to seek support because I always say even superwoman needs support You know, when you get to that space where you accept support, that person is just guiding the process, but you're still in control because you have to do the work. And a lot of times, you know, as high achievers, it's easy to kind of overlook things, you know, and push past it and, you know, grind and hustle beyond it and try to push thoughts out of your mind, but it will eventually show up in, in, in how you show up in the world. And so it's, it's very important to do the work because you, you're cheating yourself out of so much freedom, you know, and so much fulfillment just by trying to do it all on your own. Yeah, that's so nice to hear. I think what you're defining is coaching, the difference between coaching and education. Um, coaching isn't me doing it for you or you doing it for me. Like you say, you're more of a guide and maybe a, a question asker, like you're perceptive and a good listener and helping right. people, yeah, helping helping people figure it out for themselves. Um, we're not broken. It's just, um, it's really hard to reflect as deeply on your own as when you have another right. person, yeah. And we live in a DIY culture, like you do it yourself, everything. Mm. Yeah. Pinterest, yeah. go to YouTube and do it yourself. And there are certain there are certain components of your life that you just really need to move beyond that 
in. You know, you really cannot DIY everything. I mean, to a certain degree you can, but when you're talking talking about heart work, work that deals with your heart mm-hmm. and who you are as a person, never confine yourself to just um to just those types of resources. And and I don't even mean like specifically getting a coach, but even finding support groups, you know, free support groups. Mm -hmm. And it just really makes a difference when you have that human element to kind of guide that process. It really makes a difference because, you know, YouTube video can't talk. I mean, it'll talk to you, but it can't (laughs) talk. It can't talk back to you. You know, those questions you have, those, those moments you get stuck, you can't just talk to YouTube and then they give you an individualized answer based on what is happening in your life. You know, you can listen to inspirational podcasts and you can get enough to get you from, from one point to the next point. But if you truly want to heal, what's the next step? You know, I think all of those things play, play an important role in the healing process. You know, self-help books, great, you know, motivational YouTube videos and podcasts and stuff. Uh, you know, I have my own podcast, so I I truly believe that those things have their place, <laughs> but also exploring options that bring in that human element as well is super important. There's it's something very powerful about the words coming out of your own mouth and formed in you know your own your ideas formed in your own words um, to be able to really own them. Hmm. Um, and I, I can even recall, um, you know, part of my story is um, that a few years ago I was in an abusive relationship and I, you know, that kind of, that helped shape the way that I see the world as well um, in terms of, you know, maximizing every moment you have. And one of the things that I remember about even that healing process was going to group counseling. And I was kind of like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm, you know, like I was just telling myself I was fine. I could kind of do it on my own. And um, I remember just saying, you know what, I'm gonna go one time, Mm -hmm. just once. And what it did was I, after I went that one time, I was committed to continue going. I didn't have, I wasn't required to go or anything, Mm -hmm. but there's something about being in the same space with other people who completely understand the journey that you're on, you know, because I don't care how close you are to your husband, to your sisters, to your, you know, parents or whomever, if they have not walked that same road, there are certain elements of that journey they will not understand. And that's the beauty of having support groups. That's the beauty of having coaches. You know, when someone has walked that road, there are certain conversations you can have in a more fulfilling manner than with people who have not, you know, being in that space, I saw women who had jobs way better than mine. You know, I saw people who didn't have a job. I saw people who had children who were also being affected by, you know, the relationships they were in. Some of the women were still in, you know, bad, unhealthy relationships. Some women had been out for years, you know, some were kind of straddling the fence being in that space, you know, it can open your mind to um, different 
different outcomes that other people have arrived to based on their decisions, which can help you make a better informed decision. You know, for instance, I, you know, I still don't have children, but being in that space gave me the foresight to see, whoa, this could have been way more complicated had children been involved, you know, or this could be, you know, this could have caused me to lose my job had I not taken these these precautionary steps or you know what she's living such a more free life you know because she was willing to endure the hurt that comes with healing because you know a lot of times people don't understand healing hurts sometimes you know but it's it's a temporary hurt for a greater for a greater cause but you know i could see how different people arrived at different outcomes based on their decisions and it's just like that with any type of coaching or support group you're able to see people who are at different stages of the journey and people who have arrived at different outcomes as a result of their journey and and that can help guide your process, you know, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to see yourself? Where do you not want to see yourself? You know, and those things are so, so important to, to our, our growth and our development. Yeah, those are great questions to ask. And those examples that can serve as education, as inspiration, um, or just, you know, that you're not alone in, in your journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious to hear about um, the type of work that you're doing now with the happiness coaching and what's involved in that. And um, how, how did, did that get born out of this specifically, this negative experience? It did, you know, um, uh, creeping up on that milestone birthday was really where, where it came from, you know, after going through that. And like I said before, feeling so alone and feeling like I didn't have anybody to reach out to, um, you know, I'm an only child. I don't have older siblings, you know, to ask them, Hey, did you have this issue? I mean, I even asked my husband, um, my husband's actually, um, my husband's about seven or eight years older than me. And I was like, Hey, did you have this, you know, you know, this feeling this, what I'm going through. And he was like, nah, <laughs> I don't really think about it, you know? And so it goes back to that whole thing that it happens for different people at different times. And so, and I realized nobody in my family was, no one understood. Mm -hmm. Even my uncles and aunts, they were like, girl, you're just starting to live. You, you know, like you're just getting started. And I understood that, but I also knew how very real the feelings were that I were experiencing. You know, I knew what I was going through every night, staring at the ceiling, not being able to get sleep. I knew I was having a very, very real experience. And so out of my desire to make sure as many women as possible didn't have to feel alone in this specific journey, mm -hmm. um, that is where my business was birthed, the intentional mindset. And that's why it's called that because I got intentional about everything that I was doing because I do believe our biggest power lies within making deliberate decisions on a daily basis. You know, it's in the, it's in the details. It's in the small things and doing those small things repetitiously over and over again so that it compounds the effect. So when people come to see you, when you work with them, do you work with them individually or in groups or? 
individually. I um, I have a six week one on one coaching program, and in that coaching program, we get crystal clear on where you are and where you want to be. And you know, doing in doing the work, we get clear on the things that may be holding you back. You know, beyond limiting beliefs, but also what are some habits that are holding you back? What are the triggers for those habits? You know, because um, we are nothing but the sum of our habits and instincts. That's it. And contrary to what most people believe, 95% of what we think, feel, do is based on habit, um, not instinct. And so instinct is a baby crying, you know, coming out the womb crying when they're hungry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're 20 and you're still crying when you're hungry, that's a habit. That is not instinctual, you know? And so we go through life and we have all these layers of ideals and beliefs that are, are laying onto us. And basically you have to unmask those things. You have to unmask, um, and, and find out who you are, you know, who are you and learn to accept who that person is and learn how to set boundaries to protect who that person is and what that person wants. And so that's what we do in my six week um, coaching program, but also because of my background in teaching and understanding the workload that comes with that. I also, um, I consult for, you know, school districts to help them keep their teachers because teachers have such a huge workload. And it's kind of along the same lines of wanting to do fulfilling work, meaningful work, and knowing how to channel your energy to um, to create the maximum experience in doing that. Because the, the thing is, teacher turnover rates are through the roof. And that's really because there's such a big focus on professional development um, that focuses on strategies for helping the students. But here's the thing. As teachers, we went to college for that. We learned how to teach. We learned strategies to reach students in college. What we did not learn, what we were not prepared for is the workload, the social emotional side of teaching we were not prepared for that. We were not taught about that in um, in college. You know, when you have students come into your class who may not have eaten the night before, or um, some of them, you know, their parents got in a big fight and they ended up having to sleep on somebody's floor, or, you know, they are wearing the same clothes they had on yesterday and the kids are picking on, you know, we were not trained to handle that. And that's a lot to deal with day in and day out. So you have so many teachers who went into the field because they found the teaching side of things fulfilling. And because the workload is overshadowing, the burnout is so bad, they they move away from what really fulfills them. You know, they go to a different career altogether, a whole different industry. They leave the industry completely. And so if there is more attention put on developing the person behind the profession, then we'll be able to move forward and, you know, create bigger impact and better student learning experiences because the teachers will be pouring into their children from a whole place, you know, instead of an empty cup. Yeah, that's so important to to hear. I've had uh, coached a lot of teachers and and other professions like that where, um, 
where they're they're just burnt out. There's you know they're they haven't learned to um, protect themselves in ways and re nourish themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and that is so important. Those are the things you know. I I can't even tell you the last professional development session I went to that actually focused on pouring back into the teacher. Everything is student, student, student. But hey, wait a minute. You know, what are we what are we doing for the people who are doing the pouring, the people who are, you know, doing the the heart work? Because if if we equip them for you know the hard work we equip them socially and emotionally for that then they can operate fully on the heart work of it you know and so i really uh don't i don't know where the disconnect is really happening in school systems but there's a huge disconnect there there's a, a huge gap that needs to be filled because the students lose in the end you have people learning all these strategies you know these teaching strategies to reach students but they're learning the strategies and leaving because the strategies don't teach them anything about self-care or how to sustain you know it because honestly teaching is a is a combination of probably 17 different hats you know sometimes you have to be an impromptu nurse sometimes you have to be a counselor sometimes you have to be a semi-social worker Sometimes you got to be mama and step in. I mean, you wear so many different hats mm -hmm. and it's like, whoa, college did not prepare me for this yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and then I'm those teachers are very young people too in their twenties. They haven't lived enough life yet to have their own perspective. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then, you know, culturally things are changing too, because the parents who are, um, in the school systems now are a lot younger. Mm -hmm. They are a lot more, um, overall, they can be a lot more challenging because like you said, because they're younger, you know, they're still developing a, a worldview. They're still developing their own understanding of, of life and, and their role in it. And so that even creates more of a, of a strain on teachers as well is navigating those tough conversations and, and situations with, with parents as well. You know, it was a time where students were held more accountable for their actions, but as we all know, any and everybody can file lawsuits now. And so students have so many rights and it's like, well, what about the teachers? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, what about them? And so that is why I'm so passionate about that, because in the end, students, students lose out. They lose teachers who are genuinely going to grow and develop them into magnificent citizens. They lose those people because they burn out. Mm -hmm. Brittany, we have just a couple minutes left. Mm -hmm. I told you it was going to go fast. Um, <laughs> Is there anything that we didn't talk about yet that you'd like to share with uh, with our viewers about um, the intentional mindset, about your uh, happiness coaching? Yeah, so I would say, you know, a lot of people are kind of, they find themselves wanting, wanting or needing something in their life to kind of push them to that next level, to kind of keep them motivated to do what it is, do the work they know they need to do. And so I would suggest 
that if you're a high achieving woman who is busy but committed to living out her dreams to um find my podcast the Brittany Sherelle podcast and it's a snack size podcast for high achieving women and every Tuesday I drop a new episode and every single episode is 10 minutes or less so you can get motivation on the go you don't have to sacrifice you know a massive amount of time to get quality value added to your life and so um again that's the Brittany Sherelle podcast I would love for you to come over and subscribe and the, and people can get that anywhere apple podcasts mm-hmm. or where they get their podcasts yes anywhere so, podcasts are I'm so here Brittany Sherelle podcast and then brittanysherelle.com yes and if, if you're interested in coaching or um speaking inquiries any of that brittanysherelle.com you can find out more about me um my book, all of that. And what is um, your book? My book is called The Fulfillment Factor. The Fulfillment. And so it helps you connect the dots to purpose. All right. That's and find fulfillment. Connecting the dots to purpose and finding fulfillment. So The Fulfillment Factor? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, I really enjoyed our meeting previous to today and having another mm-hmm. opportunity to get to know you and um, I learned a little bit more about the integration with the teaching. So that was really cool. And um, I will make sure we go to uh, check out the podcast and give you a thumbs up, a five-star review. That always helps I love it. people to listen. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything on YouTube or anywhere else? You're on LinkedIn. Um, YouTube, well, YouTube is kind of a graveyard. Like my podcast episodes are there as well. But I'm going to try to do better with YouTube. But I'm primarily on um, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Okay. All, uh, all as your name, Brittany Sherrell? Yes. Okay. Very Thank good. You. Well, Thank I'm you so, so much for having me, Joyce. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.